Geeksters, a show about geek stuff and things. Brought to you by Ed and Sean. Otherwise known as the Geeksters. La 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 la. It's time for the show that you've been waiting for. It's time for Geeksters. And welcome to episode 205, part 2 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. <laughs> See, Ed's now sitting here. He's got his head down, shaking it, going, I... I Oh, that was just so stupid. It wasn't bad until you started dancing, <laughs> and the, the the audio device that he has in his hands, he's moving it back and forth. <laughs> it's like everybody got seasick by the ears. That was the original theme for Star Trek. <laughs> it was called Geeksters. Geek Trek. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, welcome to part two, folks. Yeah. Here's where we bring you the nerd news. Yeah. We talk, and I tie everything. <laughs> Brought it upon himself. <laughs> Brought it upon myself. Came up with my own idea since this is apparently the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. Um, I think when did it originally air? Ed? Uh, the 8th of September, so, which was the last Thursday. It was last Thursday. Yes. Everyone's making a big deal about it. Ed figured he'd bring it up. So that made me, in my <laughs> infinite wisdom, decided to try to connect every news article back to Star Trek. <laughs> Some were brilliant. And, and, I, and I want to bring a drinking game. Every time you mention Star Wars instead of Star Trek, have a drink. I only did it like once or twice. Twice, maybe? Three times? Three, Three times? Yeah. Doesn't matter. What's, what's going to matter is you'll find out how I can take the minute, this little old article and be able to tie it back to Star Trek. <laughs> Either you're going to say it's the dumbest episode we ever did or the br- most brilliant one we've ever done. You be the judge. I, I'm, I'm actually 50-50 on this one, folks. I, 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 I want to say it's the dumbest thing we've ever done, but we've done stupider. So, yes. And apparently you do have another article. Yes, we, I do have a bonus article for the end of the show that uh, I think it's I think it's interesting, and I want to bring it to you all. You know? And we'll see if I can go. Uh, so, yeah, this is, this is going to be great. I think this is going to be one he really pulls out of his ass. All right, we'll see if I can pull a miracle out of this one. So enjoy the show, and we'll see you at the end. And we're back. You're listening to Geeksters Live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. All right, Ed, let's get to the nerd news. Well, actually, before we start new news, I just wanted to something that we should have addressed earlier in the show. Uh, this past Thursday was the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. That's correct. Ed. So <laughs> I want to say happy 50th anniversary from Geeksters to yeah. Star Trek. They've been, they've been showing a lot of different shows and stuff. I've, I've been watching a lot of them. And like BBC America has been running the original series 
nonstop. It's actually still going on. I think we'll pretty much finish up, I think, today or tomorrow. Probably. I knew yesterday Epics had all the Star Wars movies on. It was a Star Wars movie marathon on Epics. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I appreciate your happy anniversary. Hey. I'm I'm a little lost though. Why why Star Wars? I'm Star Trek. Sorry. <laughs> why didn't you jump on that right from the start? Because I wanted to let it hang <laughs> a little bit. You know, I would just I'm like, I was like, but he was talking about Star Trek. Sorry, Star Trek, so... Star Wars, same thing. It all oh! all takes place in the stars. Write all your complaint emails to the geeks.com. That's S H A W S. I'll respond to all those emails right now. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like it, get your own show. <laughs> all right, Ed. So, yes, happy anniversary, Star Trek. May you boldly go for at least another 50 years. There you go. There. What do you got now in the news, Ed? Well, uh, you know, with- speaking of Star Trek, no. <laughs> we, uh, we, I think we talked about this in the past, but I'm not sure. And I, you know, I, I wanted to bring it kind of back. Um, Philip K. Dick anthology series. They're they're bringing that to television. That's coming to actually uh, the BBC uh, Channel Four in UK uh, this uh, coming uh, September. Okay, for those people who don't know who Philip K. Dick is, he's a writer who helped write uh, Total Recall. Um, well, he had a short story about Total Recall. Mm-hmm. He had to turn to a move, couple movies. Um, Blade Runner, which was uh, the the android's dream of electric sheep, mm-hmm. which became Blade Runner. Um, also, the Man in the High Castle, that is now a series on Amazon. Yes, um, and a plethora. Of well, other yeah, so the Minority Report, uh, Paycheck, as well as uh, yes. Total Recall, you know, to those movies. But those those are the ideas that you get the Adjustment Bureau, uh, that film next with uh, Nicolas Cage. Those are all stories, movies based on his right. stories. That I think. Well, they're doing a ten series, ten episode series of Philip Day. It's called Philip K. Dick's anthology. Okay, and it's going to be written and uh, uh, executively produced by uh, Ronald D. Moore, who did the Battlestar Galactica series. Okay, he did some other uh, sci-fi um, shows. I can't think of only one that's on the well, top of my head is of course Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> See, ironically enough, he also was a head writer for Star Trek: The Next Generation. There you go. He was actually kind of like their Klingon expert. Any of the episodes that involved Worf, he wrote. So there you go. There you go. There ties back into Star Trek for their 50th anniversary. <laughs> Look at me. I'm going to see if I could tie in all the articles in the in the Star Trek related stuff. <laughs> this should be fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there's one. Of course, Brian Cranston is also going to be an executive producer, but he's going to be at least in one of the episodes okay. uh, in the series. So you're going to see that. Uh, uh, what it's going to be in the Americas, we don't know yet, but we're going to pro- eventually do see it. Here. Well, sure, they'll let it run on BBC for a little bit, and then, bam, BBC America, or go to your local Barnes and Noble, and it'll probably be in a box set for like a hundred dollars. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else you got there in the news? Um, Daniel Craig, James Bond. Okay. He, uh, of course, during Spectre when he was. Uh, promoting that that movie as he was going to different premieres and, and different uh, events, he was talking about it, and he's it, he kind of was letting on to the fact that it was he'd rather walk through broken glass than do that kind of experience again because right. it was a little bit tough on him. I think time. we talked about this periodically off on and off the show for a little bit that he didn't want to do it anymore. That it's you know hell on him and his body being James Bond. 
and that somewhere he was offered like almost a hundred million dollars to be Bond. Well, that's 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 what this article is about. Actually, they I, offered him one hundred and fifty million dollars really? for two pictures. Okay, so it's seventy-five million dollars a picture, picture. Yes, to be Bond, right? For... Which is the highest-paid Bond actor ever. Oh, okay. So, and did he say yes, or is he still is he still adamant about not being Bond, even though he could go in the history books as the highest-paid Bond? Because now, well, what do you think, Ed? Uh, you know, he, he doesn't say in the article. I don't think I don't know. I don't know if if this article was written and then they're like, you know, he's reading it and going. They didn't offer me the pay. <laughs> they didn't offer me this deal. You know? well, okay, well, let's say hypothetically, let's say it was true. I mean, what's your feelings on, on well, it? Well, he's 48 years old right now. That's okay. The article doesn't match. You got you to gotta put that in perspective. He's been doing this for about 10 years. You got to figure he's been that, that, Okay. So he started when he was 38. All right. Relatively. Okay. So I feel that, you know, he's a pretty good bond. You know, he's he's not okay. bad. You know, I mean, he's just, we, we've seen worse. We've seen worse. You know. Roger Moore. <laughs> I was gonna go with George Lazenby. I like Lazenby's Bond. You do? I think it's okay for a one shotter. Sure. I mean, don't get me wrong. No one will ever be Sean Connery. <laughs> wow. But I mean, Roger, who are you? Roger Moore at the end got. I mean, I always liked the Lazenby. I thought that movie was really good. You know, Under Majesty's Secret Service is a good movie. Yeah, sure, I wish they had a more established actor playing Bond, but I get what they were, you know, trying to do. Like, I'm, maybe I'm a little bit more sympathetic towards the plight of George Lazenby than you. <laughs> yes, I'm just saying. Obviously. Uh, I'm just saying, I think well, that... I mean, I mean you got you to gotta give credit to George Lazenby. People who don't know, he was not an actor. He was, he was a... Watched all the movies in the 60s. He loved... James Bond, and he basically snuck on to EON Productions, who makes James Bond, and kind of went in there and said, I'm your next James Bond. And they asked him, like, what's your experience? And he gave him all these foreign films that nobody ever saw that were made in Europe, and basically it was, like, hard to get copies of, so that way there was no way. And they kind of hired him, you know, based on some screen tests. You know, he kind of looked like Connery a little bit, you know. He's got that feel, you know, and they were... There were ways, but the first day of shooting, he actually told his director, he goes, I've never been in a film in my life. You dun, know? Dun, dun. Yeah. Right. So basically they worked around his ability, what he could do. That's why like a lot of fighting actions, they are sped up. It's all slow motion. Like right. it's, it's not okay. really slow motion, but it's like me throwing a punch like really slow and, and you, then you doing a counter reaction and it's all slow and they just sped it up. Right. When they they do it in slow motion, so that when they actually film it in when they put it in real it's 24 frames per second, so it looks like a, a harder punch. Yeah, exactly. But then you throw that. Yeah. Ooh. In. <laughs> that was Sean, Sean Foley expert. On a pot of man. That's right. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, like, for, 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 Con- not for Daniel Craig to try to do this, I mean, he's still young enough, I, I think. Because, I mean, Connery was doing, or not Connery, sorry. Uh, Roger Moore was doing pretty much in the 60s. Hence the reason why I kind of feel like, yo, I, I think Bond. I mean, his sh- 70s movies I thought were great. The early the early Sean Connery movies I liked. No, I, I mean, like, I'm talking about uh, 70s of. Uh, oh, his age? Of Roger Moore. Well, that's what I meant. Like his earlier films. Of, well, you said, you said Connery. I'm sorry. God damn, I'm really on fire today, aren't I? Yes. I think the early Roger Moore movies, Live and Let Die, Man with the Golden Gun, The Spy Who Loved Me. Um, even Moon, uh, up to 
including The Spy Who Loved Me, were good, you mm-hmm. know. But Octopussy, A View to a Kill, it just started getting like... Yeah, she should have hung He's getting a little long in the tooth. Right. It should have kind of... I, I think, to me, the perfect Bond age is somewhere late 20s to, like, mid-40s. Yeah. I think once, because you still look like who you kind of look like. Yeah. And it doesn't start affecting you till like, you know, there's... Then, you, you know, you're a 70-year-old man making out with a 25-year-old woman, you know, and she's supposed to be all... Oh, Bond. Oh, yeah. James. And you're like, she get my tooth now. What are you laughing at over there? It's going to be us one day. <laughs> <laughs> you're, yeah, but you're only 20 years younger. Okay, so you'll be 60 and I'll be 40. Yeah, all right. <laughs> you're not going to be 25. You know? Like a 60 year old man going, hey, I. I like my bottle shaking, not stirred. <laughs> Change my diapers. <laughs> I did a double O poo with them. <laughs> uh, you looking forward to it, Stacey? I'm just going in a home. <laughs> That's fine. Take him for every collector's item he's got. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> Uh, you know, so I mean, though, of course, though, now you, the more you think about it, because forty eight now, they don't have really have anything written. They got nothing right they, now. No, so it's like they're they're going to write these two scripts basically in the next year, I guess. So it's going to be in his fifties by the time they start shooting this this right. film. So you go, all right, well, he's going to be in like fifties probably when he shoots the first film. I, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I think he should hang it up. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Gr- granted. Seventy-five dollars, seventy-five million, seventy-five dollars a picture. That's 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 a lot of scratch. That's, that's a good deal. I'll, I'll do it for seventy-five dollars a movie. <laughs> Let me come in, Bond, James Bond. Are you supposed to be rich? No, I'm his. You know, I'm the American version. How much you get paid? Seventy-five dollars. That's it. I'm getting all mine on the back end. <laughs> I mean. Like, I don't know. I just kind of feel like maybe maybe he's right. Like Maybe at this point, it's not about the money. It's about the integrity of being an actor. At some point, you kind of go, look, you know what? There's younger guys out there. Get an unknown or get somebody younger than me that everyone seems to like. And, and you know, make me an executive producer. That way I can still earn from Bond. But, you know, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, I figured they were just like, it's no Goodbye. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Store slams. Yeah. Uh, no. Boom. Uh-huh. And then next you know, he's out there on the street going, I used to be Bond. I, I used to be Bond. Hello, change. You're going to see him at Comic-Con. At the, <laughs> at the you know, washed up actors. Oh, table. oh that'd be great. <laughs> Sitting next to like Lee Majors. <laughs> Lou Ferrigno. Daniel Craig. <laughs> <laughs> She'll <laughs> <laughs> be like 150 bucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be like, um, I'm Bond. Yeah, in two more years, yeah, that's it. Like, you know, you'll be on the cheap cheap tables. Twenty dollars, ten dollars if you want a photo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> all these fat, sweaty guys stand next to me. Yeah, I think you're the best Bond ever. You're way better than Connery ever was. And Roger Moore, he's just too old to do it. And who's that lesbian guy? What was that about? 
<laughs> that was perfect. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> I just don't get it. Will you sign my t-shirt? This is so weird. This is great. I have an Aston Martin. my fatty boob. I have an Aston Martin GP9. Can you sign it, please? You do realize that was a strong card. I know, but you threw it once and threw it once in Skyfall. That's a great movie. <laughs> Just talk like that all the time. This <laughs> is <just> great. This <laughs> is my favorite brownie ever. <laughs> now I'm going to get Chewbacca's autograph. <laughs> I see you stare at the table with Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> Can you take him in a fight? Because he's a wrestler. <laughs> How's it feel sitting next to in a Hulk? <laughs> Did you talk bad about kids? can't hear you. <laughs> I wish I could see your face. <laughs> That's the funniest part. Uh, you're so special. You're my favorite Bond. <laughs> What's Q like on that? <laughs> you come Q when you saw him. <laughs> you should do your own lunch. <laughs> that money penny, she's pretty. <laughs> uh, <sighs> so, let's see. How can I tie this into Star Trek? Uh, let's see. Um, well, Daniel Craig played a, a stormtrooper in Star Wars, right? Yeah. Which is kind of like Star Trek, except different. <laughs> so happy anniversary, Star Trek. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> this is going to hurt. This next one really going to hurt then. Why? What's, what is this one next one? Uh, well, yeah, actually, this one you know about, so I'm just going to present okay. it. And you're probably just going to take off with it. Uh, former Mythbuster stars. Oh, okay. They're getting their own TV show again. I like those Mythbusters guys. They're great. <laughs> that car is cute. She's sexy. <laughs> yes, they're going to do a show. It's a new myth. Me touching a girl's boob. <laughs> I did want. Prove it, Carrie. Come here. <laughs> and then that guy, he's a guy, Green Man, the Harry, he made a robot. <laughs> all right, so they're getting their own show, Mythbusters, right? Oh, not well, all... it's called the White Rabbit Project. It's gonna be on Netflix. White Rabbit Project. That's right. <laughs> Which is pretty much the same as Mythbusters. It's gonna be like that same kind of mythology of a lot of its pop culture movies. Uh, you know, theories that they, you know, is, is could this be real? real? Okay, are they doing like, strictly movies or just myths? Like, you know, if a man farts in a vacuum, does it make a sound? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Send that in. How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> I would love to see an episode of Netflix where one of them is sitting in a vacuum. Sorry. <laughs> Five short ten years. You know that episode where you guys spotted me in the vacuum? That was my idea. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I don't think it's going to take that long, to be honest, for ten years. <laughs> uh. 
<laughs> so it's gonna be on Netflix. Well, that's yes. good. Starting December uh, 9th is going to actually the whole series is going to be on. Yeah, they just you can just binge watch it. Yes. All right, I'm looking forward to that. You know, I, I, I mean, I don't know <laughs> what. Well, I, 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 I like these characters. These, these characters. These characters. I mean, yeah. the real people that they are. <laughs> <laughs> I like these uh, presenters. I don't know what you would call these hosts. Hosts. Sorry, thank oh, yeah. you. Or maybe pseudo scientists. Well, that was the thing. I mean, if you saw the finale of MythBusters, they sat around a, uh, like a round table, round table, and talked <laughs> about. It. And none of them have a science background. No, none of, them. none of them. Maybe does Grant? Nope. Nope. No, Just kind of one day. He was. He was. Uh, he worked on Star Wars. Oh, wow! Working on that tie. Was, was, was did he work with Adam? Yes, yes, he did. Okay, yes, they were both part of the you know the whole special effects team. Of, okay, uh, gotcha. This film, um, yeah. So it, it, I, I I like those three, but the thing is, is that when it was when the five of them did the show, it was back and forth between their right. myths. That's what made it interesting because they would have kind of the goofier myths, right? And then. Adam and, and Jamie had, had the, the, the serious myths. Well, like, the, the more like, you know, scientific kind of like idea. Like of, if a tree falls in the wood, doesn't make a sound. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working on the whole fart thing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I get what you're saying. There was definitely two different camps. There's the Jamie and. Um, because after they left, the last season was just the two of them, right. Jamie and, and uh, Adam. 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 Thank you. Thank you. They, it just wasn't as enjoyable to watch, you know? right? So then you know, okay, now you get the flip side of the coin. Now you're just getting the three of them, and it's like, is it just is it going to be as exciting, you know, when they did it without the other two? Well, I mean, I guess it really just depends on what kind of myths they're trying to bust. I mean, th- is there any reason why they call it the White Rabbit Project? I mean, to me, that seems a little bit um, unless they're going to be well, unless they're going to be doing more technological stuff because if you follow the White Rabbit, it goes back to the Matrix. Or even goes back to Alice in Wonderland when you fall in a rabbit hole or something. So maybe they do kind of a show where they they explore one myth and that's how that myth breaks. Well, the out I, the idea, of course, following the white rabbit is is going down the rabbit hole and right. seeing how far you can take this adventure. Right. So that's I think that's the reason why. Oh, if a man fights in a, in a vacuum and no one smells it, does it really make a sound? <laughs> We're going to go into that vacuum and figure it out. Tune in. <laughs> <laughs> and then if that person farts in that vacuum and then leaves, and another person comes in, does that person smell? We just fell down a rabbit hole. Sorry. And and then there was you know since they worked in special effects, I'm sure. Um, I think Adam actually worked on Star Trek too as well. Did he? I think he did. I'm gonna look you it up. You don't have to look that one up. I I want to call Bubkiss on that because yeah. <laughs> I don't I, I I don't think that actually ever happened. But you know I could be wrong. I'm sure, but I am sure that ILM did work for Star Trek. So we're gonna go find out. All right. La la la. Visual yeah. effects, twelve credits. The Matrix, Terminator, Star Wars, Space Cowboys. Oh, he didn't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> Galaxy Quest? He worked on Galaxy Quest, which was a dying Star Trek spoof. So, happy anniversary, Star Trek. (laughs) He worked on Home Alone 3. He was a model maker. (sighs) Art department. Miscellaneous crew. Sound department. 
Uh, he got thanks and a credit. Dracula's daughter and versus the Spice Brain guy. Whatever. Uh, yeah, okay. I guess uh, he never did work on Star Trek. There you go. Happy anniversary, Star Trek. <laughs> All right, okay, what else you got there in the news? All right, this one's the one that's going to really stump you for a happy Star Trek connection. Okay. Warner Brothers uh-huh. reports its own site is illegal. Uh, it's a sick bird. Well, Warner Get Brothers- it, illegal? Thank you very much. I'll be here all night, folks. <laughs> all right. So they say their own site is. Apparently, illegal. yes. A, com- a company called Vobel, which is a company that checks on websites and links and makes sure they're all legal, basically reported that Warner Brothers site, which they, they own, they own this company that, that checks their sites, said it was illegal and asked Google to take their websites off of the search utility. Okay, let me just understand the weight of that 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 statement. So, comp- uh, Warner Brothers hires Company A, yes, to go look into find illegal stuff, or you know, yeah. You know, so, like, if they if there was a like, say, like you made the the Matrix website, okay, you now and you you design it, and you have no affiliation, I have no affiliation with Warner the Brothers. Thing. They come to me and they they this company, Stacy's Warner Brothers. You're the the sleuth company, and I'm the pirate guy. Right. Arr, I'm gonna make a matrix. So, so Stacy would come to me and go check all the websites and make sure that anything illegal goes on gets taken away. Here I am on my matrix website because I love the matrix. So then I go to Google and say, "There's a matrix website out there that's illegal. Please take it off the search utility because we don't want to be affiliated with that illegal site." Okay. And that's what they, that's what they did. So basically, this company said that Warner Brothers, which is a legal company and a legal right. site, said it was illegal. How? Just because they they use a computer-generated software algorithm to figure out if sites are legal, and they when they put the website in, it became illegal. There is no right <laughs> reason for it at all. It just it was like, well... It, it seems just, like they're kind of stuck in this time loop. Exactly. <laughs> like, do we exist or do we not exist? They're like in this limbo mode on the internet going, well, we're a company that's created... We hired a company to find illegal sites, and they said that we're illegal, but we're not. What are we gonna do? What? So wait, I'm still kind of confused. <laughs> okay, because I'm like I'm like new to all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So basically, someone sat at their desk and said, "I wonder if our own site is legal." Yeah, typed it in, and then was like, "Oh, it's legal." Placed a phone call, and now Warner Brothers doesn't give a fuck. Like, did they take their own site down? No, they did not. No. So they don't. So, 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 so basically, <laughs> just... Warner Brothers said, "Fuck that thing. Right. We were going to be illegal, but we're going to be proud of it." <laughs> so basically, Google didn't take them down, but after investigation, they realized that a ton of sites were were also up for that chalk block. IMDb. Uh, there was a couple others. So uh, Amazon a, was another site that anything they were... that probably has that would sell or report on a Warner Brothers project yes. or, or product that eventually becomes illegal bi- illegal yeah. ipso facto because Warner Brothers is technically illegal. So it sounds like there's a problem with their algorithm. Exactly. Uh, yes. It. There you go. There you go. Chances are there's probably nothing wrong with their algorithm. It's probably right and they just found a real quick way to scam Warner Brothers <laughs> out of a bunch of money. <laughs> 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 like they make shit movies. Like just put them on the illegal hey, list. Hey, yo, yeah. It's, what's the name of the company? Uh, Vobel. Hey, it's Vobel. us. It, hey, it's Vobel calling you, Warner Brothers. Uh, we found that your sites happen to be illegal. Now, if you pay us a little something, something, 
maybe that legality might go away. <laughs> or else, you know, that Batman v Superman movie that's making rounds just might happen to leak out on the internet. I'm just saying. You don't want that now, do you? So you pay us to make you all legal and right. <laughs> legal and right. Yes. Legal and right with an R-I-G-H-T. I don't know. Like, right and legal? Legal and right. What's the difference? <laughs> it just sounds ridiculous coming out of your mouth. That's all I can. Hey, ipso facto, if your company doesn't pay us then you might see stuff start to disappear on the internet. And you knows just as well as I knows when something disappears on the internet, it disappears on the internet. <laughs> you don't want that because if you someone wants to come around type in Warner Brothers in the search engine, you, you want your name to pop up, don't don't you? You don't want you know Warner Brothers and actually be two brothers named Warner. <laughs> no, because we can do that. <laughs> you should. Your gangster voice is always the same. <laughs> it is. I didn't say I was good at it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Well, you know, interesting fact. <laughs> yes. In the last um, one of the Batman movies, um, uh, what do you call it? Dark Knight Rises, the guy who plays Bane. Yeah. Tom Hardy. Yeah. He was in a Star Trek movie. He played young. He played young Jean Luc Picard in uh, the last Star Trek Next Generation movie. Happy anniversary, Star Trek! You're trying. <laughs> That's so believable. It is. I know it's believable. It's true. But it's I looked just... it up on IMDb. <laughs> I went to an illegal site. Excuse me while we this out. It won't take that long. I had to empty my pockets. You sit in these chairs too long. Shit gets all. You getting chafed? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> all right, so what else you got there in the news? Well, speaking of Batman. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure you've seen the leaked footage, not really leaked, but the footage that came out of Deathstroke. Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, well, now they have the actor who's going to portray Deathstroke in the Batman solo movie. Let's see how he handles that last name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody get the drinks out. Get ready. Joe Mangliano. Close enough. <laughs> what is it? Um, I, you know what? I can't <laughs> I'm just saying it's close enough. All right. Yes, he's going to portray the Deathstroke in the Batman solo movie. Um, do you have? So, a, you have his idea. I, okay, I know his work. I okay. know his body's work. Number one, he was um, in True Blood. Okay. Okay, he was best way to uh, in True Blood. He was Alcide. Mm. He was the head of the werewolves. Okay. Okay. Then he was also to go back even further. First Spider-Man movie, he played Flash Thompson. Ah. Okay. He was a little scrawnier back then. Yeah. Uh, another interesting fact about Joe, he was also a Magic Mike. Was he? Yes, he was one of the dancers, one of the guys in the, in the troupe. Hmm. Um, he also is, I think, now married to Sofia Vergara, Vergara you know, from uh, Modern Family. Yes. Also, he was 
a front runner for Superman in a suit. I think it was either Man of Steel or Superman Returns. Really? Yes. Now, if you look at him, um, he has Superman. Qual- I mean, not that picture, but I mean, if yeah. you look at some of the, his older photos, mm-hmm. like yeah, he's got the chiseled jaw. Yeah. And now he does the scruff because you know, in, in True Blood, he had to have it a lot. Yes. Yeah. Werewolf. Right. You know. Uh, I like him. I like. I think it's a good choice. Okay. I think it's a very good choice. So he's gonna play Slave Wilson, <laughs> aka Deathstroke. Yeah, I'm. I'm okay with that. I like him as an actor. He's a big kind of guy. Like he can be very imposing. So it'd be nice to see him and Batman kind of clash heads there together, or a little hand to hand combo fighting. Should be kind of good. All right. Kind of good. I'm just. I'm. I'm thinking of a Star Trek fact. That I could add it. That's not repeating the last Star Trek fact. <laughs> um, Keep it original. Uh, okay. <laughs> Hold on. Let me think. Um, it's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Uh, let's see. <laughs> One degree of Star Trek. Uh, <sighs> scroll, scroll, scroll. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Look I'm at looking, his body of work. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at his body of work. I'm going to say uh, he was in an episode. Uh, well, since he was in True Blood. Um. Uh, yeah. I'm Please bothered. connect that to Star Trek. <laughs> what I True gotta, Blood to Star Trek? I gotta hear it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hold on. All right. In True Blood, right yeah. there is. Uh, I want to say. <laughs> Give me a second. Give me a second. Um. Do 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 do. I think I got one. Yes. All right. I think I got one. All right. Let's see. Nope, not that one. Actually, no, no, I got it. Success. Okay. Success. Ready? Here you go. Joe was on True Blood. Yes. Anna Paquin's in True Blood. Yeah. Anna Paquin played in Scream 4, right? Uh-huh. And she had a scene with her and Kristen Dunst. Kristen Dunst was in an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation as a little kid. Happy anniversary, Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Really? She was? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, okay, ready? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go to Scream 4. La, 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 la. Let's see. Uh... Oh, wait, no, shit, it was Kristen Bell. <laughs> so you can you can connect Frozen to Star Trek. Yes. No, I can't even do that. Um, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. David Arquette, Courtney Cox. Um, I think if I could do it, I could do this. I could do this, I think. The sound editor <laughs> that worked on screen four. Uh, was See? having lunch <laughs> with the sound editor of Star Trek Beyond. Happy anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Jim Carrey. Uh, let's see. Okay, well. Well, uh, wait, Kristen Bell was in um, Frozen, right? Yeah. That doesn't count. I'm not counting that one. So you got Anna Paquin to Kristen Bell, right? Yeah. Kristen Bell to, I want to say, shit. Um, 
<laughs> I might not be able to get the, I might not be able to get away with this one. Let's see. Kristen Bell, she's so swell. Uh <laughs> Kristen Bell was in uh, uh, <laughs> Okay, you keep uh you keep you keep talking. I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it. Um I, I I don't know what else to add, so I'm just gonna move on to the next story. And you're just gonna take a loss on this one. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Because I know that there's one in there. I'm gonna say, uh, uh you know what? I'm just, this, this is gonna be hang in there, folks. I think I got it. All right. All right. Um, there you go. I'm gonna go with Let's see. She was in Veronica Mars. Uh-huh. She was in Frozen. Uh-huh. She was the voice of Anna in the Disney Infinity game. Yeah. Um, movie 43. Okay. Okay. Movie 43 had... Shit, that's Kate Winslet. <laughs> Sa- oh, 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 I got it! <laughs> All right. All right. Sa- uh, recall. Got to start back from the beginning. Okay, right? I want to start back from the beginning. Joe Montaigne, whatever. Yeah. He's in <laughs> True Blood with Anna Paquin. Right? right, who starred in uh, Scream Four with Kristen Bell, uh, who starred in Movie Forty Three with Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane works with Patrick Stewart on American Dad. Patrick Stewart's Captain Picard on Star Trek: Next Generation. Happy anniversary, Star Trek! <laughs> That's a long way. All right, <laughs> I did it though. <laughs> <sighs> All right, what else you got? The Crow make is happening sooner than we thought. Oh, this one. Why why'd you want to go and hurt me, Ed? <laughs> what, do you really want to hurt me? Do you really want to make me cry? All right. Okay. Every day. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, right. Let's go. Let's go? Uh-huh. Okay. Let's get All right. Well, it. let me, while you look and do your thing, I'll tell the story here. Oh, yeah? Uh, it appears that it's, the speed is going a lot faster than, than planning. The <sighs> filming starts in January. For the Crow remake, of course, story starring Jason Moma as uh, the lead character in the in the movie, right? And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So <laughs> that's all you got. That's all I got, really. I mean, you're you're you're. They're, I mean, they they talked about how long this was going to be made. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, Todd Huddleston, uh, Tom Huddleston were the ones that were going to uh, lead the uh, role for it. Um, then also Jack Houston and Luke Evans. Uh, you know, to play the parts, but it got stalled so many times that their careers just kind of went in different directions. So they were never to be able to make those uh, dates that they were predicting in the in the past. So now we have uh, it's definitely happening, kids, and uh, we're going to see start seeing it probably sometime next year. So uh, I, I, I this this one hurts a lot. I just <sighs> I mean I get it. Sure, sure. Why not? I, I, I mean, I, 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 you kind it's, it's, I don't know, I guess I'm getting old, so it's kind of like one of those things where it's just like, you know, they, they've made The Crow, they've made sequels of The Crow, yeah, and I think the, I think the original really speaks for itself, you really don't have to change it at all, like, what can they add to it that would make it better, or, you know, how can they approve upon this, this uh, uh, story, and they, and I, I just don't see it. I think it's going to be more of a um, reboot. Stacy, did you ever see The Crow? I don't want to answer that question. No, it's okay. You can answer it. I have not seen The Crow. Okay. I, I wouldn't be. I'm not surprised. Yeah. So, yeah. so I guess. She, I think she was more with me going, oh, you've never seen The Crow? That's what we're doing when we get home. Like, I'm not. Yeah. Um, 
I think that the guy's hot. <laughs> Jason Momoa. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> so, you know, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she didn't want to answer. No, it's all right. Look, I, I will. I am secure enough in my manhood to go. Jason Momoa is a very good. No, no, not guy. the fact that you know, like you know, she's like thinks he's hot. You know, she's with you. The idea that <laughs> <laughs> uh, she thinks he's hot. Yeah, she's with you. Thanks, Ed. That wasn't the idea of what I was going with. But the idea of the fact is that she. I, I just. I. I mean, I see Aquaman. I'm like, no. <laughs> I think he's hot, so I'm cool with him playing Aquaman. Wow. Uh, L. But when we walk out, she'd be like, well, you know, at least he was hot. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not Aquaman's <laughs> biggest fan. Don't know a whole lot about him. But I think he's kind of a pansy. Except the dude that's playing him is nice to look at. So, whatever. Whatever. You know? Well, Ed, here's a little known fact. Yes. Um, the Crow, the original with Brandon Lee, starred Tony Todd. Yes. Tony Todd, he played uh, Grange, right? Yes. Guess what else? He was <laughs> Kern in Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> so... Happy anniversary, Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your next article, Ed? <laughs> try to try to stump me. <laughs> I I think no. Nah, I don't know. I, I, I like to think that this one would stump you, but let's let's see what happens. All right, James Cameron. James Cameron, all right. Avatar. Yes. We're wondering when the sequels are going to come out for this thing. It's going to be it's going to be like the lark, Lost Ark of the Covenant. When's it going to appear? <laughs> all right, when is the sequel coming? Well, he was at a New York premiere of Turek, which is the first flight in the official Cirque du Soleil prequel tie into Avatar. So Cameron talked to Variety at this, at this premiere, and, of course, they were saying 2018 is the release date. And Cameron's saying, well... We haven't moved that target yet, but we we might have to. Wait, so he's like, uh, we might have to postpone it. Yes. Why? And you're, I mean, like, it's two years. <laughs> like, what the fuck can't you do in two years' time? I know he's waiting for technology to catch up with a lot of different techniques that he wants to do, but like, there's a point where you gotta go release the fucker. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm like, I don't even really care to see the sequel at this point. <laughs> I still haven't seen the uh... original. <gasps> You never seen the first Avatar? That's right. That's right. Yeah, he's there's certain there's certain movies I've never seen in my life, and you know people are surprised, and that hurts my heart a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't know when they're going to come out, but I mean, attentively, it's still 2018 at this point. But I mean, the first sequel is supposed to come back in 2014, so that's now a four year you know wait on that still, and, you know. So who knows when we're going to see that? Yeah, I. I uh... I mean, like, if, if it came out in 2020, we'd be like, oh, let's go see, you know, the Avatar movie. Would you still be, like, excited? I don't know. At this point, okay, uh, honestly, the first Avatar was such a big leap in cinematography mm-hmm. with the 3D and the colors. It's a very beautiful movie. I'm not going to. But by the time this Avatar comes out, it better be fucking, like, holographic and shit because I, everyone, it's like, oh, okay, let me put it this way. Remember when Guns N' Roses broke up? Yeah. And they had, um, supposedly for this long time, the uh, Chinese Democracy yeah. album was supposed to be out there. And, and it, every year it kept getting postponed and postponed yep. and postponed. And then when it finally came out, everyone was like, 
ugh, we waited this long for this? Yes. I kind of feel like Avatar 2 might fall under the same blanket of, ugh. You know, like, really? this you, We waited this long, and this is what you gave us? <laughs> like, we were hoping for something phenomenal, and you gave us mediocre. Yay. Yeah, I, 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 I do. I just kind of, I'm like, eh, well. Let me say, this better, this better be the most impressive picture ever made, because I, I mean, like, there are a lot of people waiting for this. I mean, shareholders are now, like, kind of going, what? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, they're there's like, people putting money out in the line, and they like, okay, you know, well, Disney, Disney's building in their Animal Kingdom Avatar Land to hopefully, like, tie in with these sequels and really bring about, like, a whole new experience there. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, wow, you're really fucking them over. <laughs> Exactly. I, I just I'm like sooner or later it's gonna have to come to a point where you're just like, fuck. You know what? We're not putting any money. We're not putting any money into this thing anymore because you're an asshole. Stop dicking us around. Either that or Disney's hoping that Avatar two, you're actually gonna go to Disney to actually be part of Avatar two. Yeah. Like it's gonna be a movie based around you that you can take home on whatever Blu-ray technology is available at that moment, and you'd be like, look. Avatar 2 starring you. Like, what? What do you mean? We, present, we project your body into an into a blue cat, and we have the whole movie surrounding you, and you don't even know it. What? <laughs> really? Yes, just watch. And you buy, and you're like, oh, my God. Next thing you know, you, you see your, like, you, a computer animated version, because they scan you the moment you walk in that door. you know. And next thing you know, there's like a 3D animated version of you jumping around and shit. You're like, I didn't know it was that versatile. Like, I... I <laughs> Where's my paycheck? Yeah, where is my paycheck? <laughs> I need. If they release if they release this in the theater. I want I want a piece of this. Yeah, really. It's a box office ticket. <laughs> that's a that's phenomenal. <clears throat> um, it would be. I keep going. Okay. Oh. I mean, I'm I'm looking. I'm looking. You're looking. I'm looking, Ed. I know that there is a a connection to Star Trek somewhere with James Cameron. Um. Ah. Uh, <laughs> James Cameron created Terminator, right? Yes. Okay, who's in Terminator? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger had a cameo in The Rock's <laughs> movie, The Rundown. Okay. The Rock was actually in Star Trek The Next Generation. That's right. <laughs> Happy anniversary, Star Trek. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, this is the stumper. This is the one that I know I've got you this time. Okay. Louis. This will be the last one. Uh, oh, yeah, we'll come more. I got a couple more. Yeah, right. I just uh, yeah. This, but this one I think will finally stump you. Okay. Lawyers have found a new way to cash in on Pokemon Go. Okay, big shocker there. All right. They're apparently on Craigslist in Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> there is an there is an injury company, the law office of Thomas Lamore. Okay. And he's basically has some commercials on, on Craigslist, you know, posting, you know, have you been hurt by playing Pokemon Go, hitting by, hit, get hit by a tree or hit by a car? Okay. You know, or have you, you know, hit somebody that was not paying attention because they were playing Pokemon Go? Okay. I'm, I'm listening. They, they, want, they want them to contact, they want you to contact them because they have a, you have a case for you. Uh, I think I actually have the commercial. <laughs> All right. I, I think. Hold on. Oh, hey, guys. So this is Greg Quote. 
I know everyone likes to play a little Pokemon Go these days, and it's the latest game sweeping the nation. Uh, but I just want to let you guys know that as fun as it is, and as much as it gets people outdoors and out and about, it also is dangerous, just as dangerous as texting while driving or on the phone while driving. So if you're going to enjoy the game like everyone else in America has seemed to, please be very, very careful while driving, using your phone, and playing Pokemon Go. Try to catch them all, but try to be safe. Call 314-254-3254. <laughs> Gregory M. Clote, attorney at law. <laughs> I, I, okay. Um. <laughs> I mean, of course, the the news article does say that I don't, I don't think you have a case because you know you're 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 responsible for yourself. Sure, like, like you know, if you're not paying attention, then right. But I think the lawyer is trying to do the angle of were you hurt in a fall? Like you know, is it not your? It's even though yes, you were playing Pokemon Go, but. Because apparently, was, there apparently there have been Pokemon Go related deaths. I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> some guy walks into a wall, or some guy falls off a ditch. You know, falls off a cliff. Yes, yeah. that's the yes. The, 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 Probably that same cliff they always find in uh, Once Upon a Time. We 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 watched Once Upon a Time that we said earlier, right? And there's always a chase in the woods, right? And it always ends at the edge of a cliff. I've noticed. It's the exact same cliff all the time, right? At uh, some point, you'd figure, if I run this way, I'm hitting the cliff. Run the other way. Disney canceled that show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> uh, look, I got nothing. I mean, you know. Uh, so, I mean, I guess there's Pokemon-related injuries. Yes. Um. <laughs> give, me, give me a second here. <laughs> yeah, I think this one, this one's, this one's way out of your league here. I, I really do. If you pull something out of this, it's out of your ass. It really is. Well, I mean, you figure the the we call it lawyers are there to help safeguard your yes. your laws, yes. right? Yeah, so they have stuff for court procedures and stuff like that. Uh -huh. Um. Well, everyone knows the biggest court is the federation. Right, yes. where they all got together to you know to stop wars and be able to decide to go out in space and explore. So you know, if it wasn't for law firms, there'd be no Federation of Planets. Therefore, there'd be no Star Trek. Happy anniversary, Star Trek! <laughs> Drop the mic now. <laughs> what? Drop the mic now. Why? Because that was the most outrageous one. Yes. Well, I, hey, look, it was way out there. You don't come to this show for facts. <laughs> you know, you come here for goofiness. What's more goofier than you know, a, a lawyers coming together to enforce a body of laws that eventually turned into a federation of planets? All right. <laughs> or you might say, like, that's what Deep Space Nine was for—to help you know. People come together in places, and that's what Pokemon Go does. It brings people together. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a funny character with big ears named Quark who kind of runs a bar. <laughs> How many times they try to catch him? Exactly. All right, what else you got there in the news, Ed? Uh, an app for uh, for Xbox One users. Okay. Uh, 
It's a new third-party app for the Xbox One, and it's basically called Nestbox. And what Nestbox can do is it will allow you to play old Nintendo and Sega games. Mm. Mm, yes. Uh, it's it's a uh, apparently it's a you know downloadable item that you can uh, you know catch your console and it supports Sega Genesis, NES, Super NES, and uh, Game Boy Advance and Game Boy Color games to play on your uh, Xbox One system. Okay. Uh, of course, you know um, Nintendo is kind of you know unhappy about it, but uh, at this point uh, there is no they're breaking new laws at this point. Which is really? kind of weird, yes. They haven't figured it out yet, basically. They haven't figured out how they're breaking a law, yes. but you know they're breaking a law somewhere? Yeah, they're doing something. Well, I mean, you mentioned uh, how like they're taking it to old PC games and, and video games, right? Yes. Did you know that there was a bunch of Star Trek video games, Ed? Yes. Um, uh, most notably, there was a first-person shooter called Star Trek Voyager Elite Forces. Uh-huh. There was a couple of Star Trek Next Generation games that I played um, in the past, that they were, they actually had the whole cast in to do the voices for. Okay, you didn't know that? No, I did not. Star Trek: Next Generation. It was called a Final Unity. It was an adventure game back in 1995, and that was played on a uh, PC. Oh, okay, no, uh, older that's older PC games. But as far as like new games now, yeah. Um, right now, there's a new game, and uh, it's called Elite Force. That Star Trek Voyager first person shooter was designed in the year 2000. All right. All right. And then there is also Star Trek Online, which is out right now. It's a MMO kind of a game yeah. that you can play right now. I think I think I'm a part of. So I think I signed. Up. I think I, <laughs> I think I'm a part well, of. Well, you know what? I think I signed up to play it, and then uh, we walk around. You go, hey, look, I'm in the, the world of Star Trek, and I'm a video game guy. So like, yay! All right. So hey, go right now and uh, go check out some Star Trek video games while you're at it. And happy anniversary, Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. What? Why? <laughs> so, what do you think, though, of, of actually having like Xbox One do this for older games? I mean, I mean, I, I know you're you're our forward thinking in video games. Like, well, you don't want to go back into the past and play some old games. You rather move forward into new technology and graphics. And yeah, like, I mean, I find it I find it kind of funny that while Xbox One is trying to do this with the past, PlayStation, you know, Four is coming out with. The whole VR unit in a couple weeks, you know, in a couple weeks. I, I don't know. I mean, look. I mean, I already, I already said that when they have that little um, Nintendo Super Nintendo console comes out with this, this, the thirty games on it already. Yeah, I'll be getting it. You know, and they also announced that they're going to give us their. It comes with one controller, mm-hmm. but they actually going to sell a second controller. It's ten bucks for that second controller. That'll work with even your with your Wii U system because the way it's plugged into the console. I mean, it depends on the game. Like, uh, I mean, I, I didn't know, find it appropriate at all that he was doing this. I was, I was doing the the, the plug-in thing. Yes. Like, I was doing the finger and the whole thing. Yes. Sorry, I was subconsciously I was plugging a cord into a port, not anything else. Because <laughs> he kept looking at me while he was doing. No. It. <laughs> he has a crush on you, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> you. That's why he keeps going back every Sunday. <laughs> they have. Um. I mean, I guess it's okay. I mean, I'm not really too keen on the idea that they're trying to do the the Super the Nintendo games, you know. But I mean, in all fairness, in a couple months we're gonna there is a Atari disc coming out. Um, it's a two disc set, I think yeah. it is, of like a hundred hundred Atari games going to be available for the PS4 and the Xbox One. Oh, so it's kind of like 
too little, too late. Like, hey, you want to download them? If you want to download them now and play them, that's great. But then no one's going to buy that disc when you produce it and have it put out. Well, the thing is, is though that that Atari one you're talking about is going to be available for the wide market. Where this is just for Xbox One that they're they're working on. Uh, you know the Microsoft products, basically. Right. I don't. I don't know. I just kind of. <laughs> it seems a little shady. A, a little. It is. You know. It is. I mean, you know, it's. But not... it's Microsoft, so I'm not really that surprised. Yeah, neither am I. You know, in any any way that Microsoft can suck a dollar out of a person, you know, they'll do it. I just, it's like, all right. I really got nothing on that one. Okay. You, know? Just, you know, I mean, I I did my Star Trek link to video games, so I mean, I'm I'm, I'm moving on. <laughs> Uh, you got any other news there? News articles there, Ed? I got two more, but one I'm going to save for actually the bonus material. Okay. Um, Kevin Smith, though, we're talking about this one a little bit. The Mallrats. Uh, they were talking about doing a sequel for Mallrats, and most of the people come back. We've mentioned this a while right, ago, right. you know, that they were doing. But uh, apparently, Kevin wants to turn this into a TV series. Um, it's actually well, that's an old. It must be an old article. Probably is because uh, yeah, it's he's actually in talks. To actually get it done as as a TV show, he's been talking about it for a while now, mm. as a, I think like a ten episode arc. Yes, you know. So I mean, all right. Um, hopefully, he'll find a place that he can use the language. Yes, you know, because that's kind of a key element. Of the whole element, thing, yeah. yeah. So like, either I mean, I know he just worked. He's working out a deal with Amazon mm-hmm. for the Buckaroo Banzai TV show that he's working on. Yes. So maybe if that does well for them, he'll be able to. Hook hook up with Amazon for, you know, a, a Clerks, the Mallrats two show. I mean, do you really think? That, I mean, like, I mean, I can imagine Amazon when he got the when they got the Buckaroo Bonds ideal. Like, I, I I mean, I can't imagine not being successful on two levels. Obviously, like the fans of the Buckaroo Bonds I series. I know it's not a, a large group, but there is still a, a core group. Well, of yeah, there is, it's, fans. it's a cult movie. Yes. But then also the Kevin Smith fans are going to watch it definitely. I think enjoy it. No, oh, you think to worry about a bigger audience, right? But I, I, I think though, like with anything now that attaches to Kevin Smith's name, it's not going to be really that hard to sell. Um. Well, yeah, but he's got, just because he's got a, a a core base doesn't necessarily mean. Yeah, you have a core base, but you also want to branch out to a wider market. You know, especially if you're going to. Again, we've talked about this in the past with movies. Yeah. Do you want to be faithful to the core group, or do you want to have your product be a household name? In order to be a household name, sometimes you have to kind of rework a few things. Um, Maybe that your actor who could have been this person is now this person because that second person puts more asses in the seats. Right. Um, I think with with a show going to, like a Kevin Smith show going, Buckaroo Banza, he's already said a couple times, he wants to redo the first the, the movie as a show, and then the at the end of that first movie they announced a sequel. Well, crime league, yeah. Right, he wants that to be the second season. Yeah. So it's kind of like, all right, well, you're going to be able to see that second movie in TV form. So I think there are people who will go and see it just because his name is attached to it. Some the some people aren't too savvy about well, who like if I told you Jeff Loeb is you know, a producer on Daredevil, would you know who Jeff Loeb is? Yeah. Okay. Now, you know who Kevin Smith is, but if I walked and said, hey, Dad, um, well, Dad, my, my dad might know, but if I walked in and asked a total stranger, like, hey, do you like Buckaroo Banzai? Like, yeah, I love that movie. Kevin Smith's going to be doing a show about it, and they would be like, who's Kevin Smith? There's a, a possibility. Yeah. Small possibility, probably. But, I mean, I think that the show itself could work, and I think if Mallrats 2 finds a home somewhere... 
I think it also could work because it's not about the core people from the first movie. It's it's it was actually called um, the sequel is actually called Mall Brats. Yeah. So it's about some of those characters having kids. So it, it's kind of a a, a sequel slash spinoff, I guess you would yeah. say. Yeah. In a way. So, I mean. Yeah, because they said they got like the most of the cast back and yeah. then they got six new members of the, of right. the cast in it. You know, because you want, you know, these people to have offspring because it'd be kind of weird having Brody still hanging out in a mall or maybe now instead of hanging out in a mall, he actually works at the mall or he's a manager of a store. Ironically enough, let's say he's the manager of Fashionable Mail. Like, <laughs> how funny would that be in a way? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, the irony of, of it all. You know, um, so, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess it's all right. I mean, what about, what do you think? I I mean, it's, I think, I think part of it's kind of a tough sell to make it a, a series versus a movie. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I, I wonder like, you know, thinking about this, if you, you know, if there's any backlash, I mean, I know this is an older article, but like, I, I wonder like if he ever thinks about like when he does movies, cause like he's getting a lot of negativity towards his latest film. And, yeah. you know, you, you kind of wonder if, if that's why this is kind of resurging up in on the Internet is the fact is, is maybe he's kind of rethinking uh, of doing films because he's like, well, I don't want to rehash every movie I made, you know, making a sequel. I, I don't know. Like you said, um, again, since I listen to most of the podcast and mm. you don't, the, that that feeling is as, as far away from the actual reason, because if if. Yeah, Yoga Hosers that's out in theaters right now is getting slammed by critics. Yeah. But guess what? The movie wasn't made for critics. Maybe the movie was made for 12-year-old girls. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, obviously, people are not going to, like, he even mentioned himself, you're either going to like it or you don't. Either way, it's okay. It's not that big of a deal. Right. Um, I don't think that's because he's still making Moose Jaws, you know, yeah. the third in the movie. He still has the Buckaroo Banzai thing. He's... Right now, probably, I think he's also, not only is he directing an episode of Flash, but he's also directing an episode of Supergirl. So it's not like, oh, people don't, like, oh, because that movie's being shit, let's throw him out into the, the no, he's getting work. I mean, right. so, and he is kind of, he kind of defended, because the last um, um, Bab- Hollywood Babylon that he talked about, Basically, it was him and Ralph sitting in the studio making fun of, Ralph was reading the bad reviews of Ho- Yoga Hosers, and Kevin was like trying to. He was like, "Okay, give it to me." You know, we we do all we make fun of people, so now it's my turn in the barrel. Yeah, and you know, he was reading all these things. He's like, "Look, I get it." And he's like, a, "Problem is, a lot of people think that um, the plot line of the movie is the two girls come across a guy who, you know, is, a lot of people are confused, thinking that it's a movie bashing critics mm-hmm. when it's the exact opposite. But those people who don't really, it's kind of like." They don't see it because they're not looking for it. Right. You know, that kind of thing. I mean, so I think he's really relevant still. I mean, maybe not in the way he was in the 90s, but I still think that the projects that he's going to be working on is more, okay, We do. why do we do the show? Why do we do the show? Because yeah. you wanted to do the show. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 seriously. Yeah. Like, at some point in time, you kind of go, who do you do the show for? Do you do it for that person or do you do it for yourself? I think it has evolved. I mean, you know, when we first started doing this, it was just the two of us making laughs. Sure. And I didn't think this would go anywhere. I mean, I thought right. this would have ended, you know, like six months. Seriously, like, right. you know, six months. And, you know, part of the reason was, you know, thinking, well, like, how committed were you going to be through this? Right. Like, because I, I have a, mytho- uh, uh, a certain way of doing things, and I do things full force. Like, I just, right. I'll do everything. And then what ends up happening is, is that when we got on to um, 
iTunes, and then people started downloading the show, and I'm like, who the fuck knows where you live? We, you know, we exist, right? And they're downloading the show. It was like creepy. It was just, it was so bizarre because it was just like, you know, Saudi Arabia, and you're like, who the fuck in Saudi Arabia is downloading this right. show? I mean, you know, and you're like, that's just creepy. And the Germany start coming up, and then people in the U.S. and Canada, and you're just going, the fuck are they doing? Like, like I, you know, and then it changed from the two of us being goofy in, in a in a basement. To going, you know, now I'm doing this for people. Like people are downloading the show, so I gotta create content or, or do something to move this propeller show forward and 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 do it. That I mean, that's my way of right. understanding. You know, doing this. Like I don't know. I know you kind of do this just for us and just for laughs. And well, yeah. I mean, I I think like the problem is is that there's a certain point where you come a point in anyone's life where you stop working for you start working smarter and not harder. And at some point, it's the things that you do, the things that you find that you're happiest doing the most is the stuff that you do for yourself, mm-hmm. like for your own enjoyment and for your own, you know, sense of amusement and wonder or whatever. And it stops becoming about how people perceive you and versus how you, you know, how you just want to do it just for the hell of doing it mm-hmm. because no one else is going to do it. All right. And I think that that's where Kevin kind of is now at the point in his, you know, he used to like... Cop Out, he'll say, is the movie that he kind of made as a studio film to see if he could actually do a movie that he didn't write. He had really nothing to do with, and he had a miserable time doing it. And he was like, you know what? I'm kind of done. You know, critics keep slamming me. What's the point of doing it? And through doing other things, he said, you know, why did he make Tusk? Because he kind of wanted to see how it would look. He knew no one else was going to make that movie. And then he did a nice, really nice, touching interview with his daughter saying that she kind of saved him by saying, like, I was kind of out of the game, but then seeing you there and being able to work with you and seeing the joy you had made me happy about working and being a director again. So he's like, so I now I kind of want to do stuff for myself. I don't care if people like it or not because people are either going to get it or not going to get it. So, you know, I, I kind of feel like no matter how he gets slammed or whatever his reasonings are, I think that he does the stuff because he says either, hey, no one else will do it. Or because I want to see what happens. Like I, I think that's kind of admirable. Like he may not. No, I mean I agree him. with you. I mean I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I'm just saying that Kevin Smith has a kind of name that you you when you hear it you kind of go, well, what's he doing? You know, like you like you now like like as soon as you hear Kevin Smith, I'm like, well, now I'm curious. Like what, yeah, for some, yeah. Like like for for me anyway. And I I think I'm I'm not a minority. I think no. there's a lot of people like me like that that go as soon as they hear the words Kevin Smith, they go, well, what's he doing now? Like you know, and it's just like, oh, he's doing podcasts. All right, I don't. I don't. At the time, I'm like, I didn't know what a podcast was until you know, we you started in, you know listening to him and enjoying him yourself right. and sharing it with me, and and I was like, oh, okay, now I like get what that is, and I'm like, that's interesting. And then when you said, you know, when we had that um, kind of moment at that studio in a, a the movie theater and we're watching Kevin Smith, uh, I think it was what uh, J M Silent Bob Get Old, or, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, and he points to the camera and goes, you know, you guys can do this. Because one guy was 40 years old. He wrote a book and dedicated it to Kevin right. Smith. You remember that, you know? Yeah. And, and like, he pointed, like, to basically look like, to us and go, and, you know, if you guys got an idea, <laughs> you know, instead of saying why, say why not. And then, of course, we're driving home, you know, as if, if many people do know about listening to the show, they go, you know, you said we should do a podcast. And I well, right away, my mind went, why? And then I uh-huh. went. Why? And then I just said, why not? You know, and then that's what it, you know, kind of how it all started. But like, 
like Kevin Smith can do certain things. Like he is on AMC. He does now a show called Geeking Out. He, right. It does his other show. I don't know if it's coming back or not. The uh, comic book man. Yeah, comic it. books man. But that's not really. It's he produces it and he does the little hey, why don't you guys do this week kind of thing. Yeah. But it's it's yeah, he's a part of it. But the thing is, is he's a presence. I mean, like sure. when you hear him talk, he tells a story. When he he's a storyteller, and he's one of those kind of people that can really project an idea of what you know type of thing like when like i watched this one when he was talking about doing um uh, die hard four and he was uh, uh live free and die hard and he was in you know in he the movie the, yeah. and then he had to write a scene because the the scene uh, uh bruce wills didn't like so he you know said well you know what I, I write like i could write you a scene and he wrote it and he liked it and then bruce wills called the studio and said look i'm sending you pages we're going to redo the scene and this is what it's going to be and then they called him back and, you know, like for a while. And then Kevin's, you know, uh, Bruce Willis got on the phone and he's like, what do you mean we're not going to do it? Because your, your script's horrible. It's not funny. Right. You know, like, or you're making a lot of jokes. That's stupid. And he goes, well, who's, who's your next person to play, you know, my part? And then, of course, that's when they made the changes. And that's what we see in the movie today. So that's the kind of thing. Like, he has a presence of telling that story and he told it funny. Like, right. I'm sure it was nothing like what right. actually happened when that, that day happened, you know, occurred. So that's the thing, like, for him. He can tell a story, and that's what makes him great. That that you know, I, I, you know, and I know a lot of people like perk up. Like Kevin Smith, what's he doing? Like you know, he did a roundtable that's boring, but he made it interesting because right. he asked, asked the right questions. You know, it was a group yeah. of you know uh, actors that were around that were played different parts. You're like, okay, Batman was there, uh, Adam West, and some other people. That was we call was that the uh, dinner dinner of five? Yes. Yeah. He um yeah he was asked if it was it was people he wanted. So it was Adam West, it was Mark Hamill, it was Stanley. Yeah. Um, and it was Jason Lee, and they just said it was five for five for dinner. I think it was called, yeah. and they just sat around and just talked about stuff. Yeah, and I think when you get the you know, he's reason why he wanted those people, it's people he wanted to talk to. Yeah, it wasn't like they had no agenda. It was like I, if I got this opportunity, these are people I want at my table. Right. So I mean, but you know what? Something here's a little interesting fact. You mentioned Kevin's new show, Geeking Out, right? Yes. Well, I don't know if you know it or not, but it's Greg Gunberg. You know who he is, yes, right? Yeah. You know who he is? Yeah, I know who he is. He's best friends with J.J. Abrams. Yes, I know. And that's how both Greg and Kevin got into being Star Wars, right? Episode 7. But also, did you know that J.J. Abrams actually did rebooted the Star Trek series? <laughs> so, happy anniversary, one more time, Star Trek. <laughs> I see this you <laughs> As soon as you mentioned Greg Gumper's name, I'm like, oh, here it goes. <laughs> I knew the connection was coming, JJ. Yes, okay. <laughs> uh, and I want to see if I can deal with that last article, too, that you're going to mention on the podcast. Oh, it's this. That is this one. You know, I thought I stumped you with the Pokemon Go. This one, I know I got you. All right. This okay. one is great because you did, it has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like this show. I like the show, yes. <laughs> All right, well, everybody, thanks for listening. You've been listening to Geeksters Live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, iHeartRadio. No, we don't know. I, wait, I'm sorry. Wow, I looked down and I lost my train of thought, so let's try it again. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Geeksters. You've been listening to us live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and tune in. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. Don't forget to go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. And if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. But before we go, I do want to mention that you can download this show if you That's want right. to read the replay of it from our website, wordswithgeeks.com, or iTunes. Or you can go to the About section of 
uh, Geeksters Radio's Facebook page and find all the other places. But if you're a Google user, Google, yeah, smartphone user, <laughs> uh, you can download any podcast app and search for our show, and it'll be there for you. And I just want to tie us in with one more last thing that, you know, here at Geeksters, you know, Ed and Sean, and just, just so you know, I own all the episodes of Star Trek, the original series, and Star Trek The Next Generation on Blu-ray. So happy anniversary, Star Trek. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. How are you? All right, how are you? I'm good. How are you? All right. All right. So uh, after all of that, it all comes down to this. Yes. So far, it... This one, I think I've gotten you beat. I really do. I... I, I if if you are pulling anything, it is just an illusion. It really is. All right. Okay. okay. Well, well, we'll have to find out. So, as you know, we have the Federal Trade or Federal FCC. Communication Commission (FCC). FCC. Yes. Okay. And they want to make a change in um, cable and satellite television providers in terms of their cable boxes okay. or, the, or the or the satellite boxes. All right, the, right. Basically, the receivers for your television. Uh, they want to change it to an app, so that way, when smart TVs have like all their apps, that you're going to have an app, so that way, when you connect the cable directly to your television, you don't have to rent the box lo- no longer from your communications company, you know, from your uh, provider. Right. So that Just way, you can save app. like you know, like ten to or five to twenty bucks a month, depending on you know the value of the, okay. the box rental. All right. To save that a year or a month, and then you know, so much a year, so. They they want they want this done in like two years basically. They want an app to be developed and then be on any platform as well because a lot of people now are not watching just on a television anymore. They're watching on their smartphones or their tablets and so forth. Ooh, that's gonna be a little dangerous. See, Is it? Well, well, I mean, okay, we're not dangerous. I mean, right now I know Xfinity's got their their app mm-hmm. that you can if you. Um, are a member of their cable service, you're part of Xfinity Go, I think it is. Yeah. Where you can log in on your phone to be able to stream or, you know, like... Um, your DVR your service. Your DVR service through it or any of the um, on-demand stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, that seems to be like it's already been provided for you in a way. Yeah. Um, at least the, that app for the cable company. But, I mean, in a way, I can't see why... I mean, if you have the cable hooked up to the TV and you have a smart TV... Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, that's going to depend on upon every household having a smart TV. Yeah. I know I don't have one. I know you don't have one. Mm-hmm. You know, they're pretty expensive. Yeah, but they're also talking about their devices as well, like the Roku box or the uh, Apple uh, uh, box that they have for uh, their okay, television. Okay, so they want, um, like, the Comcast app to be available for any kind of right, exactly. service. So like, right. Even though I'd say I don't have a TV, but I have an iPad, an iPad and mm-hmm. I want to watch TV through my iPad, I can call up Comcast and say, hey, yeah, I'm with the iPad, uh, the iPad basic package. Yeah. And they go, okay, you're now hooked up via our web, you know, you now pay for the Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. and here's the app. And yeah. I, all right, I mean... I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, <laughs> it is strange. I mean, to think about it. I mean, you know, it's well, like because I'm thinking first off, the FCC actually doing something for the public. You know, it's kind of weird because generally they I mean, they try. I'm not saying that they don't, well, you know, but they they seem we seem to get screwed because whatever proposal they do, the corporations basically come away for for us to pay more. Well, see, you know, here's the thing: is okay, this is where conspiracy theory Sean comes into play. Mm-hmm. Ready? Let me get my um ant- my what do you call it um. Reynolds rep antenna going um, <laughs> uh, had 
if the FCC, if they if say the cable companies do this, mm-hmm. then the FCC can now have a stake in what's being done on the internet, because therefore they're saying that content, digital content, is being streamed through a cable company, mm-hmm. and therefore it it it. it has to fall under some sort of FCC regulations because you don't want, you know, that's why they have the rating system on television. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be for the kids. So how you, they're going to try to find a way to regulate your um, in, internet intake by saying, hey, look, you know, if cable boxes are going to do this now, the FCC will need to find a way to be able to monitor that for the safety of the kids. Mm-hmm. Backdooring it into a, well, now that we have a foothold in the internet, the government now can step in to kind of regulate what you as a consumer will be able to watch on the internet, which has been a real tough battle for them because the internet should be, is free and open. And they've been trying for years to try to find a way to regulate the internet. So, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm just, you know, I'm just so, I'm mulling right. this over my head. Like, you know, as you're telling me this, I'm trying to figure out why, like why that's not good or bad, you know? And well, I really, you know, well, I mean, it's, it's the idea of information should be free. Mm-hmm. Um, the internet isn't really it's not really owned by anybody the actual internet itself sure websites are and things like that but as far as the way the flow of information goes the way you control people is the way you control thought and the way you control thought is the way you control information like we've all seen it happen on Facebook where something happens uh, you know, a little while, while's away and everyone becomes all of a sudden a lawyer mm-hmm. or a doctor or they've they've seen enough you know people's court to be able to go oh that person's guilty because xyz the the social media structure has allowed us to become judge jury and almost executioners in a lot of people's lives when we wouldn't even know about it so which might be a little scary for a government to say like look i mean look at uh china Mm. you know they they restrict north korea i'm sorry um is it north korea or south korea like North South, Korea. North Korea yeah. restricts their internet if they have it at all. Mm-hmm. That goes through the government. The government then dictates what they can and cannot see. So if the FCC gets involved into our internet and to our cable boxes, they can now use that as a, as a foothold to go, well, now we're in the internet. So now we can help control the information that's being flown into what people see on their iPads or their phones or even on their TVs now. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, it, it makes it, you, you know you make a valid point. I'm not, I'm not denying that fact. I mean, it's, it's brilliant, almost, almost. <coughs> you know, almost. Almost, you know, because it came out of your mouth. <laughs> so, no, it's no, seriously. It was, it was a, no, it was a very poignant uh, uh, statement. But the uh, the idea of this fact is, is that since we, I think it's the Second Amendment, right, where the uh, fr- you know, right, free, Second Amendment, freedom free of speech, speech, right. So that's I think what really hurts this in the whole in the whole John, the whole thing of it is, is that. I, you know, you you get to a point where it's like, oh, okay, they're going to control it since now they got a foothold now with the television being a part of the internet. Right. But a lot of it is a cloud-based system. I mean, that's what like the X one system is now. I mean, sure. It's, you know that kind of thing. So I mean, that technically is under their guidelines under under their guise, and they really can't do anything about it. And I don't think that this is going to be a better foothold for them to get into and to be able to go. Well, we can regulate now since now that's part of the internet. We can regulate the internet because it's impossible. I mean, like, well, see, that's the impossible. You're, I completely agree. It is impossible, but that doesn't mean that the government won't try it. 
I I I I I wouldn't doubt that in the a million years. But I mean, like I've been watching a play a thing called Cyber Wars. It's on uh the, the Vice Channel, right? And uh, it it's a real eye opener to watch this show because it just shows you what people are doing in America and abroad to uh, us and the world, right? And how the internet works. And I don't think that if the FCC got involved, I don't think it's going to make any changes because. The uh, NSA really controls a lot, not really controls it, but they want things the way they are because they can do a lot of things without any being totally illegal about it, you know, because okay. they, they, they have the, the backing of their of our government. So it becomes one of those things where the FCC, if they go, we're going to regulate a bunch of stuff, and they're like, well, if they start messing with certain websites to regulate the content that's on this website, then it's like this is like a trap website that we've developed, and you know now the FCC is trying to stop us from using this trap website. I think that would really destroy the whole like thing because once the NSA goes, no, it's pretty much a no. Like, you know. okay, well, and also too, another thing is as you were talking, I thought of hackers. I mean, it it'll be easier to hack into a cable company if they're on the. It's it's easy now. Well, I know it's easy. I know it's easy now. Like I'm not. I'm not like everything's perfect on the internet. Yeah. There is never a problem. Like I'm not one of those people who believe that the internet's secure and safe at all. Like I know. I guarantee you right now, there's somebody in like a far distant land that has my name and probably my social security number and probably doing a better job of living my life than I did, you know? <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's part of the world we live in where you think you're, you're never really safe on the internet. The only way to be, the best way to be safe on the internet is to never be, be on, on the, the internet. internet. Right. Exactly. You know, it's, it's one of those things. So, I mean, I kind of think like if, if they do unlock that, like, if anything, like if the FCC does want to control that portion of the internet, I can almost see like hackers trying to get in through the FCC. Yeah. Like, let's face it, it's a government program. They're not best on their fucking security. You right. Know, we've yeah. already seen that. I mean, yeah. Clinton, you know, oh, I accidentally deleted emails. Right. They were supposed to be classified. Ooh. Like, how many um, Anthony Weiner once again gets his, you know, his dick, you know, caught in his hand, you know, text sexing a, a chick. Yeah, you know, he did it again. He did it again, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, there's nothing out there like that can't be hacked or found or how many times we've every, it seems like every three months this local celebrity or celebrity has got their phone hacked. Yeah. I mean, here's their naked photos. So it's it's just going to be like I, I think that if... if, if oh, wait, if, I got to delete something off my phone. No, <laughs> no I'm just um, the thing is, you never. You see, the secret is never show your face in those pictures. Oh, well, I really get delete so, so then, then, then you never know. Like, is this your penis? I don't know. It doesn't look like mine. <laughs> <laughs> you, know? you want to do a comparison? A comparison? I mean, it'll be a hundred bucks. Yeah, <laughs> two hundred to touch it. <laughs> buy me dinner. You know. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's an interesting interesting article. I mean, I can't wait to see what's going to happen from it. Um, well, I mean, any 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 way hackers can exploit, they will, and that's that's the thing. I mean, sure. you know, and I, I mean, maybe the FCC is giving them a better uh, foothold into it, but I mean, there's a lot of apps out there. You know, I mean, like the the CBS, we've been talking about that. They're yeah. going to have a streaming app now for Star Trek and all their shows, and CW does it. Uh, 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 I, I could you I can go I can maybe like Cartoon Network, uh, Comedy Central. They yeah, all have I'm, apps that run you know stream their uh, shows. So now I'm thinking I'm curious to know what um, if the FCC has any restrictions on Netflix? 
Because this could be a way of, of well, that's the thing. I mean, well, let's but let's be realistic about it. Other than their television stuff, I mean, there is really nothing bad in terms, unless it's a horrible movie, you know, like that's been out in theaters or, or right. You know. And Netflix is not like there's not like a Netflix After Dark where you can watch porn on it. Yeah, because there's they already go, there's enough sites out there that we don't need that. But I mean, I still think that you know, like. Um, where the Daredevil, Daredevil might you know because it has the freedom of being a Netflix and a subscription based system. If the FCC can get their foothold onto let's say a Comcast and go, well, that's a subscription base. Well, then therefore we can go after Netflix because it's also subscription based, and therefore it falls under our blanket of the FCC rules. Mm-hmm. And Netflix is going to be like, but well, wait a second, we've been you know we have we control our own stuff. Well, that Daredevil show is really violent, and it should only really be, be airing between this time and this time. The only time you're gonna be able to stream it, lot, you know, stream it is between this time and this time because you know kids. Mm-hmm. So I kind of think like I, I, maybe again, maybe I'm just being like the the conspiracy theory nut job. <laughs> You know, like I'm right now. I mean, you, 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 you said it. They're definitely like you know. I'm sure somebody goes. He's got a point, you know. Like, like right, this right is now, there's a bunch of people going, "Oh my god, he's right!" <laughs> and some people going, "Shit, he's right." <laughs> <laughs> but then again, I'm saying like it, it doesn't really matter. I mean, yeah, it, no. at this point, you know, I mean, the the government will get involved, and then like to make the change, and then all of a sudden, it's like I really don't think they can change content. I mean, yeah. if they can, they would have done it. I mean, yeah. you know, because there is regulations. The FCC does handle internet. <laughs> I mean, there, you know, there. It's not great. It's not yeah, a, right. you know, it's, you know, and it's like anything else in the, you know, world. I mean, there's websites, there's web, web browsers that can be used that can get you into the deep, deep the, the net. The dark web. The dark web, exactly. You know, and you, you can buy like, you know, anywhere from hit men to drugs and, right. you know, and have it delivered to your door. You know, right. that's the kind of thing that they do. But that's the thing. Like, like if they can't stop that, I don't think they're going to stop. Like all the programming right. that's going on, yeah. like say like the Daredevil or or uh, 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 I can't think of any other shows right now. Well, Tom, well, Orange is New Black or right, you know. Yeah, okay. Um, well, the interesting thing about it is, since we're talking about the FCC and they how they control television, did you know the first interracial kiss was on Star Trek: The Original Series? <laughs> Happy anniversary, Star Trek! Boom. <laughs> 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 oh thank you oh thank you oh thank you <laughs> oh, so, oh so, yeah, I know it's I, I think two is the right to bear arms isn't it yeah okay it's the one is the first amendment first freedom amendment speech. first freedom speech you could have said it at that moment oh <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I'd say this is not a factual show, but you get right the idea. Now, right now, you get the gist. In the foreign country, going, this is the problem with America. They don't know their own goddamn amendments. <laughs> These two idiots that we listen to on a weekly basis think the Second Amendment is the freedom of speech. No, you fucking idiots. I'm from Sweden, and I know it's the freedom of speech. You idiots. <laughs> right to bear arms. <laughs> so, like, if we see a bear, we have a right to their arms. arms that's right. That's yeah. <laughs> our right. That's our right. <laughs> It's our American. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. I thought you were at least going to like go. Hey, good job on the, you know, try the what do you call it? The perfect uh, Star Trek <laughs> thing. Pulled that one. That was easy. The moment you said FCC, I was like, 
I know which one I'm pulling. <laughs> it wasn't even like a, oh, like, oh, I need to think about this one. <laughs> he didn't even need a computer to do it. Didn't even need one. I knew that. That fact has been sitting in my like, trivial pursuit fact. <laughs> that one will win a bet at a bar. That and the first time a, a toilet flush was ever heard was on All in the Family. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it folks that's the show uh we appreciate you listening if you want to catch the show live you can on sunday nights starting at 6 p.m eastern standard time on aquanetradio.com itunes radio and tune in just search aquanet radio on those apps don't forget to go to our facebook page geeksters radio and give us a like follow us on twitter at geeksters and if you want to contact ed on anything you've seen or heard on the show you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com or you can contact Sean at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N, Sean. And we'll see you next week. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Live long and prosper.